Good morning, Shane. Good morning, gorgeous. How are you? I am good. Representing um, University of Pitt today. I, know, I see University you. Pittsburgh. That's right. Um, HTP. Um, I was going to put on our two live uh, recruiters sweatshirt that you generously bought for me, but it was a schmedium. <laughs> I was um, like, I usually, if it's women's, I'll get an extra large. If it's men's, I get a large. You just like your hoodies and I like them baggy. big. I like them to be yeah. long. Yeah. And so okay. when I went, I said, well, it's a medium. I'll put it on. I went to put my arms in. I was like, yeah, I'm sure I could do this, but it'll look like I have one on. I don't, I gave it to Ariel. I'll put it on her bed. She'll probably say it's too small for her too. So but anyway, it's lovely, lovely quality yes. came in a nice wrapping. So, um, yeah, I just have to get my size. We got um, you. We'll get you a good size. So who are we? Man, who are we? We are two seasoned corporate veterans who are here to pass along the wisdom received from lessons learned in hopes that you don't make the same mistakes. Or at least if you do, you can laugh while you're doing it. Hey, right. I like your hat. Where'd you get that hat? Oh, man. Um, I buy them online. So I have like an ass of Houston Astros hat. Not because I'm a avid Houston Astros oh, fan. Yeah. Okay, that is their symbol. Yes, I but like because it. It, it's my last name and it's, you know, amplified by a star. And so, you know. It I is? Easy. H, my last name. Halls. Oh, yeah. Where's the H? That's the H right there. Oh, Houston. Yeah. Oh no way! That's right. super cool. And okay. so I have these, and I have at least like 15, 16 different colors of those hats. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing, oh, and I'm kind of turning it on to my sons too. So I got them each hats that match their initials, like from Christian. He has SC hats from mm -hmm. UCL. I mean University of South uh, California. Um, Simeon, he has the Seattle Mariners hats because they just have a big S on them. Well, see, that, that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier about is it you, like you see something and you like it, mm -hmm. you you appreciate it, or cultural appropriation. Right. Um, I was telling Shane earlier, I, I saw TikTok, so I have to go and research it, but he, he gave video proof of... The logos on um, the Damier, the pattern used by Louis Vuitton is from a tribe in Africa. I think the Maasai, um, uh, Gucci, one of one of their emblems or a print they used. Actually, I think, um, oh, and then 2012, I think it was like Louis Vuitton. The exact print they used on the, men, the menswear was from a tribe. Um, Versace, their, um, the square logo is from an African tribe. And so, and it was a white dude who was, it was a British dude who was doing the TikTok and um, who alleged that it, he thought it was cultural appropriation. So when does it turn into that? Like when you make money off of it, is that when it turns into it? Uh, most definitely. I think once you, you can make money off it, but if you're not giving any sort of like, uh, if you're not giving into recognition from who you, who it came from, then yeah, that's where it's, uh, that's where it's definitely stolen. Now I know we talked a while ago about um, Ralph Lauren, re, you know, doing this HBCU line, like this Bagger Vance HBCU line, and how um, Andre Three Thousand had a line back in '08, and it was it just so happened it was bad timing, right? He came out with this line, mm -hmm. market crash, people don't have any money, but it was it was a great line. So, um, and and so I just saw a sweatshirt the other day or a sweater for. Or for Hillman. I mean, Hillman, that's a geez Louise Spellman. Hillman. Oh gosh. So, yeah, I wonder if any of the money is going to Spellman or Morehouse, any of the black colleges that he's putting on this on this line. I'm sure they would have to. I mean, I would think so. Because, I mean, some of these schools are just way too big to steal from. Like, you can't just go throwing Morehouse or Spellman shit on. There's way too many black lawyers that came out of Morehouse right. and Spellman that would not even let that shit slide. So I am sure that they went through the proper chains to get those. Um, okay. Ooh, yeah. shout out. I was watching The View and Kim Fields has a coffee line. It's like coffee, hot chocolates. And it's in, um, it's in uh, the HBCUs here. So I think she said Morehouse and Spellman. I'm going to assume Clark too. And Microsoft's Atlanta office. Isn't that cool? That is what's up. Good yeah, job, I'm going to have to look for that so I can go buy it. So anyway, um, 
All right. So today, I guess we have a, a few things that we were going to talk about a, a couple weeks ago. So we got a whole, a lot of things to, to discuss, but Shannon and I were discussing this last night and I don't get it. It's um, FOSI, fear, fear of saying yes. Oh, yeah. And I always thought that people were afraid to say no, like, Hey, would you drive me to the airport? And you say yes, but you really want to say no. But apparently FOSI is the fear of saying yes, but like things that like, like make your life better. Mm-hmm. You know, so have you ever had the fear of saying yes? I don't yes? think that that's not something that's applicable to me because I always feel like I belong whatever I'm doing. So okay. um, I think a lot of people who have a fear of saying yes also have a fear of, you know, being imitators like they're in spaces where they don't belong Hmm. so they don't say yes because they don't feel like they should be in that space or they don't feel like they've uh they should be you know acknowledged in the way that they're being acknowledged or whatever um so i think it it definitely has a a area rooted in certain sort of insecurity that's so funny yeah that's so Ain't really much you can tell me that I can't do. Motherfucker could tell me, yeah, you know, you want to run for president. I'm like, you know what? I think I should. You'll I be mean, the one. I could post the president's job description. You'll be like, yep. Yeah, I'm like, yo, that, that fits what I've been doing. You know, it's pretty much the same thing. I'm going to go ahead and run with that. You well, know, I can like do that. this. You know, so, yeah, I've never had that issue. But I know, I definitely know people who have. I know that there have been persons who I've tried to put on to jobs in our industry. Uh-huh. And they weren't in our industry. And they dragged their feet at the opportunities that I was trying to set them up to because I think deep down they felt like it wasn't, you know, they weren't ready for it or mm-hmm. they didn't belong in that opportunity, whatever the case may be. Um, sometimes, you know, in life, you just got to fake it till you make it, right? Like, yeah. if you don't, you know, if somebody's going to give you an opportunity, even if you may feel like you're not qualified, they see something in you. So fuck it, go run with yep. it and then figure it out as you go. You know, um, exactly. so I think the fear of saying yes is definitely rooted in insecurities and people not feeling like they belong um, to be able to access uh, the the door that's being opened for them or presented to them. Or whatnot. Well, yeah, it says here in this article, we procrastinate and turn on opportunities because we don't feel like we can live up the, to the expectations yep. of the opportunity. There's a small voice inside us that imposter syndrome that makes us doubt mm-hmm. our ability to handle things. Wow. Yep. 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 Most definitely. So I have definitely don't have a fear of saying yes. I, if anything, I say yes to too many things. I want to say no. I want yeah. to say no. And I'm not afraid of stuff. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. You're just too nice. <laughs> you don't... you have nice syndrome. You don't you don't say fucking no. Like nah. I'm yeah, no. I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'll have to think about that. Like. It's, yeah, like it says, how do you know if you have the fear of saying yes? Hmm. Are we taking time to weigh up and consider? It says quicker no responses are often more reflex type responses guided by fear or anxiety. Really, it's hard to, no, I, I disagree because it's hard to say no to people, at least for me. Exactly. I think everyone it's hard has their to thing, say right? no. I think for you, it's hard to say no. Yeah. Oh, well, that's my thing then. Because for me, mm-hmm. it's hard to say no. Because I don't want, because I don't want to disappoint. Like you know, the only person I don't want to disappoint is myself. And okay. so you know, See, like and I feel like if I tank. yeah, if I if I uh if I am overextending myself or well, if I'm saying yes to put myself in a situation that I don't really want to deal with, mm-hmm. then I'm disappointed in myself. I'm like, how you let yourself down? Like, cause now you're gonna be stressed out doing something you don't even like oh or want to do. Like, so you letting yourself down, right? And right. I feel like um as we go through life we should we should hold ourselves we should hold ourselves to hold ourselves to a higher standard yeah right? right you know like what makes me happy what makes me comfortable and if it don't feed you in a positive way then fuck it don't do it you know like that yeah. is yeah that's you're speaking some truth to power um because yeah i people yeah like putting yourself first like sometimes i just yeah that's this is a good segue though because I a couple of weeks ago or maybe like maybe a month ago, um, Ursula Barnes, who was a, Xerox's former um, CEO, she was the first black female CEO there. Um, she made a, a controversial statement about work life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, you know, she was at the pinnacle of her career. She had young children, 
And um, what did she say? She said, <laughs> people just always take issue. Um, she said, I would not be able to be the CEO of, I would not be able to be CEO of the company unless I outsource the caring for my kids. I was not a believer that you had to go to all your kids' games. I just don't understand what that's all about. So people took issue with the word outsourcing. I mean, but it is. Yeah, but her husband retired. When she took the position, her husband retired so he could care for the kids right. full time. Um, now, for her to say, I don't understand what that's all about. That's kind of weird because it's about having killed as a parent. I, I, I'm all for outsourcing stuff. Like, or yeah. get a I think I do believe it takes a village. And I know that um, when my kids were younger, I, I would feel, I didn't really miss things, but like if I got home and kids were asleep, I felt bad. But then I was like, bad. Like, yeah. It's quiet. <laughs> so um, I think you just get to a place in life where you got to figure out where you're at, right? I think when you get to a certain financial place, mm -hmm. you understand the value of time. Right. And so if I can outsource activities like cleaning my house or getting my yard done or shit like that, if I can outsource that stuff, I can have time back to do whatever other things I want to do with right. my children or whatever. Right. And well, so you do. I mean, yeah, you guys, I mean, you obviously your wife homeschools and you're what right. you cart them to all the many right. activities that they do. So, so my wife, yeah. So I'm, I understand what Ursula is saying. Cause my wife and I've had a discussion. My wife is not a believer in going to all her kids activities. My wife will not go to every single tournament mm -hmm. or every, cause we just have four kids in this a lot. So right. she'll pick like the big tournaments or the mm -hmm. big events. She'll go to those, but she's not going to go to like the small stuff or whatever. She's just going to chill on that stuff. You know, it's, it's cool. The kids understand. Our kids ain't tripping. They know that. Yeah. I mean, know, if a parent like, is there or somebody's there that cares and cheering them yeah. on, that's, I think that's all they, I think that's all they care about. Unless you don't go to anything. It's like, mom, how come you never exactly yeah. Like in love and basketball. Remember? Yeah. The mom never went to, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. always had your daddy. So I didn't think I needed to be there. Right. But nah, you wanted the mom there too. Um, or in the sixth sense. Remember mm. when her, remember Oh, I know you only got nigga eyes. No, you know, you Sixth, Sixth Sense was when I was younger. It was before my nigga <laughs> eyes fully developed, right? So I was still... And Bruce Willis my man, yo. Bruce Willis was my guy since Die Hard days. Okay. And so I uh, fuck with Bruce Willis because I like... Well, remember in the car when it was a car accident? Mm -hmm. And the little boy said, was like, broke, was breaking it down like there was a car accident. The mom was like, how do you know? She's like, because the dude is right here. Yeah. And then says, like, your mother says, you know... She she saw you like she came to her dance recital. They had an argument, and the daughter told her not to come, but mm, she came and she yeah. stood in the back. She never let her know she was there. So oh, shit. yeah, but she lived with that her yeah. her whole life. I don't know why go and not let your kid know you're there, but anyway. Um. So anyway, so yeah, she, she people took issue with the with the term outsourcing, which I'm like that's that's what she wants to use. I mean, you're damned if you do. If you're a woman in business, you're just damned if you do, damned if you don't. If she skips stuff to go to a basketball game or to you know whatever, then people would say you're going to miss so and so for for this, but um that's how she was able to do If both. she was a dude, that I mean just like men who are captains of industry, they're able to do things because they have wives and staff and help they wouldn't be able to, to do it either so why why are we looked at side-eyed because we because i still think you know the society still views the woman as a nurturer in the in the household mm -hmm. and they see like if you're not there to nurture your children then you're doing them a disservice is how society views it whatnot and um i think that's that's a guilt that women who are highly successful and captains of industry mm -hmm. will always have to deal with. But what also is the case, so I think that there's a lot of men lately who are starting to come to that same point too, because as men, we're understanding how important our place is in the household. And mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell you how many you know, guys online that I follow white, black, doesn't matter, uh, are saying the same thing. Like they're successful now in their industry, but then they look back and they never went to any of their kids games right they never went to any of their daughters like recitals and mm -hmm. they are crushed because they realize i missed my kids entire childhood mm -hmm. and while my wife was there i wasn't i have no recollection of my kids childhood and 
you know, yeah. they're millionaires, but they feel like shit now. And so now they're telling younger men like, hey, that's important. Focus, you know, focus on family. So I think that that guilt, that's that guilt of, you know, outsourcing your children's events in, in life is starting to spread across both genders and not just um, women aren't carrying that burden solely anymore. Yeah. Um, my uh, father-in-law was a bishop for the United Methodist Church, and he mm -hmm. said he never sat at one deathbed where the person told him they wish they would have worked more. Mm. Mm, so, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. My husband on Wednesdays, well, first of all, he made sure everybody could swim. And so he was like the swim Nazi. He took everybody to, to lessons like two, three days a week. And they yeah. just like, oh, what's wrong with him? Um, and he would take Ariel to the library. I guess, I don't know if, I think it was just Ariel because Jackson maybe had something. Jay was somewhere and he would take her to the library every Wednesday after school. Oh, that's cool. Because my husband, he just stopped getting library books. Every once in a while, I will find him with a library book, sniffing yeah. it like it's crack. Um, but it, I don't know if she remembers, but like for like a couple years, um, that, was he, their thing. that was Wednesday. They go to the library and she'd pick out a book and then she'd sit and read that book. So anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, God bless her. So, yeah. I think you, she, I've worked she with did what she had to do. Who, who's, who were the husbands, um, ran the house, yep. quit working and his wife. Yeah. Well, I told my wife all the time, I'm like, look, man, you know, your family's, you know, being worth seven, eight hundred million dollars. I don't mind sitting home. Right. You know, like <laughs> I'm good with that. I I am I can find hobbies that can preoccupy me. I I can find ways to entertain myself. If my job is to take care of the kids and dick you down, then you know what? Oh, I'm good with that. Where's my jar? <laughs> I am I am good with that job description, you know. Worst case scenario, you leave me. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get my album. Take care. Yeah. Hey, did I? Did we win the lottery? When's the lottery drawing? Do I need to play? It was game? Monday. Now someone in uh, Washington won the big pot. They did. They won mm, the seven hundred million. I mean, good for them. Good for them. Good that for them. That means you can win it next time. I could win it next time. Darn it! Like I, I always say to my mom, like when it's really big, I'm like, go and play. She's like, no, I'm not playing. I said, why? She said, because it's so disappointing. I said. Why? She said, because I think I'm, I'm supposed to win. I'm like, well, you definitely won't win if you don't play. She's like, it's heartbreaking. But I think that when I play too, I think, I think I'm supposed to win too. I think you should think like that. Yeah, I think I'm supposed to win. And so I'll check. I'm like, oh, but I never check my numbers. So I guess, hmm, I'd have to say Georgia woman or somebody in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then you'd be like, oh, like, well, let me go check and make see if yeah. I'm that person in that Georgia. Means. Oh, you know, when... I have this whole thing. I haven't played. I haven't used it yet. I'll have to use it. My little sound machine. <laughs> oh, cool. I got a sound machine. I got it like a month ago. And I thought, because I was going to buy a big one. Mm -hmm. How did that go from letter to sound machine? I don't know, because it's sitting here. So it's fine. Um, hobbies. I was talking to Julia. Remember Julia? Mm -hmm. I was talking to her yesterday. And she was saying that her husband, Alex, has found this new love of hunting. Wow. And not with a gun. Or right, bow and, arrow. bow and arrow. Yeah, that's dope. Ass she's right he's from, like he's from Ohio, and now he's just taken up. Like that's his, that's his jam. Yeah. And she said she wishes she had a hobby, and that made me think. I wish I had a hobby too. You have a hobby? No, I don't think so. And working from home, and I'm like, it. I and I like working, being mm -hmm. able to work from home. Um, but this house is it. It's just the walls are coming in on me. They literally are. When you used so to do your yoga thing, I, wasn't that your? Would, would that would have been a hobby? I know, but I did it at home. Cool? I did it at home. Though. No, you didn't. Got, you used to go to the studio. I went to her house, and then during the pandemic, I did it from my house. Okay, it was Pilates. So Pilates, yeah. I, you know, Ariel, she's decided she wants to change school, so she's setting up all these, you know, tours. So I got out Wednesday. I got up. I got up. At like the time that people get up to go to work, took a shower, got dressed. We went over to the thing. I came back. I kept my clothes. I kept my dress clothes on the whole day and my shoes. There you go. <laughs> maybe that's the key to it. Maybe that it's maybe it's baby steps because my husband, when he takes his shower at night or he. If it let's say if he takes a shower at like seven, he may get dressed again. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he put he always puts his watch back on. Like he could take his shower at eight and put his pajamas on. He'll put his watch back on. He may piddle around and then takes his watch off when he goes yeah. to bed. But he's always dressed. He's always dressed. That's how I tell the kids too when they oh, wake up yeah. in the morning. So I'm like, yeah, I know we at home, but no, y'all got to get out your sleep clothes, get dressed, yeah. open your windows, like put on clothes. Yeah. Like once you put on clothes, you feel different. You know, I think. If you well, it depends in, on the clothes because if you're in your sleep clothes, yeah. you still no, feel no, like you should yeah, be in that mode. Yeah, if you're in your pajamas, yeah. But I, I get up, I get dressed. I'm like, okay, let me just throw some sweatpants on or my sweatshirt, my uniform. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna find a hobby because I told Jason that when the kids are all gone, um, when we're empty nesters, that I'm gonna do everything he does. Don't. And he was like, why? I was like, so we could be together. So, what did you like to do when you were younger, like in college, when you had your free time? What did you like to do in college? I've never had a hobby. I don't think I've ever had a hobby. There's nothing Maybe you I like mean, doing, like going, like you know, painting yeah. or hiking or. I used to. I used to like that. I mean, I think that if anything that I do when I get outside the house is something I like doing. You know what right. I mean? Even if I say I don't want to do it, I'll so go back and just way. start doing the stuff you used to do when you were younger. Like, cause you know, I think when we're younger, that's more akin to our true selves. Because I, when I, you're younger, you had no responsibilities. You could just think about what you liked and what you wanted to do. Yeah, and I so, don't think I ever. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I've changed much. <laughs> so you didn't like doing nothing when you I were like younger. I like naps. I like. Right. I used to love shopping. I don't really like shopping. I used to love to shop. Right. Like that was my jam. Now I don't really. Mm-hmm. Like the shop, but you know what I've I told Arrow because she was complaining to me yesterday. She's I was like Arrow, you you're never gonna melt make yourself happy. Self cannot make self happy. You've got to turn this outward. You can't think of yourself. Think about how ways that you can help other people. She's like, she's that definitely won't make me happy. <laughs> I was like, yes, it will, but maybe not for her, but it would for me. So that's yeah. what I'm gonna. Start. I'm not gonna stop thinking about what things I can do for myself. I'm going to start thinking about things. That's what I did. I used to vol. That's one thing I did when I was younger. I always volunteered. There you go. And so I had to do things for other people. Like I was like, I'm going to call us, find this cool school and call it and see, and it may not even be me going to physically do it, but, and see if there are any unpaid lunch balances and paid lunch balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's something I have to, I have to, I can't every day. I can't think of like other than work. Like what am I going to do to make myself not miserable today? Or you know, you can volunteer at your kids' school. I mean, like I'm You're sure they old need help. Now. Yeah, I'm not no, man, like you don't gotta school. go help them, but you can I mean teachers always need help or go to an elementary yeah. school and help some Yeah, no, I th- I was always in their school when they were younger. Now yeah. those kids, they might fight me. They ain't gonna try to fight you. You have some senior boys trying to holler at you though. Oh, I'm like, Oh hey, yeah, hey Miss Monkey, how you doing? Yeah, no, I, I how you not, doing, Miss Monkey? I'm not going over to their school. Um their teachers don't even want to be there. <laughs> It's funny, dude. Did we, you see that we, story? And um, what? Uh, the principal was running like a swinger club at the school with the teachers. Yeah, man. Dude, this shit got crazy. What? Um, it, what in Florida? Where was it? That is no. I did not hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh yeah in Banks County. Where's that? Hold on, where's Banks County? Georgia. Um, Banks County, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. That yep. is so fun. Here. Oh, that's not yes. the right one. Yes. That was a that wasn't the right one. So apparently, so it was started by the principal, Miss uh <laughs> A lady? Yes, Miss. Yes. Uh the principal. Uh, she was a uh, is a swinger, um, okay. Dana Simmons, and so she was having swinger. She was no Party. fucking the PE teacher, oh. a dude. Okay, and in the gym, and his wife, the third grade teacher, would be filming it or whatever. And apparently, like you know, they were other teachers were involved. Anyway, so she called the school board because she thought the P teacher Dylan was bugging her office. Right. Okay. This is the level of arrogance to think that you can call the school board to report the P teacher principal bugging 
the principal called oh, the principal board. because they she thought Dylan, the PE teacher, who was, she was having an affair with, was, was bugging her office. He wasn't bugging her office. He didn't have any bugs in her office or anything. But as they investigated what was going on, they started they finding footage of sexcapades going on throughout the school. And then they dug deeper and other like teachers started coming forward that, you know, they'd be, you know, doing, you know, fellatio in such a parking lot and all this stuff, literally running a, a swingers club out of the school. Oh, my God. And the only reason they got caught is because she called the school board on the dude that she was having but like the caucasity to like nice. it is. That's how y'all doing, Georgia. Y'all wild, man. That is nuts. They probably look like they should just be somewhere. Oh, gosh. To each his own. To each his own. I had neighbors that were swingers. Um, They and a buddy of mine, (laughs) he did some work for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He did some work for them. And um, he built a fence. And then one day we, we were coming home one night and we saw his truck out at their house and all the cars. So we knew because... And we call. We're like, get out of there! <laughs> he didn't answer the phone. We're like, hey, nah, he didn't. Busy. He was busy, bro. He was busy. He was. But busy. how they do it is, you go in and the you key parties, put the right? keys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have, have the keys. Key you have to go away with them. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I heard. I don't yeah. really know. No, yeah. I'm saying they have key. They have key parties. So, like I said, um, man, we everyone nice got their, people. Though. They were very. Good. They didn't have any kids. Yeah, everyone got their proclivities. So. And I mean, do your thing. Like whatever gets you off and makes you happy, do that. You know. But let's not do it at school. Let's not yeah, do it at school. Not do it at school. Do it in your privacy at your private property at your house. Yeah, anything that's like, not illegal know. or doesn't hurt anybody. Exactly. I mean, you know, some people like pain. You know. Yeah. Pain yeah okay. Doesn't hurt anyone other than that's yourself. not that's not consenting to the pain. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Most yeah, definitely. Not anybody else. But let me ask you this: How far would you go for your kids? How far would I go, man? Like, Shit, what I, would you do? I catch a charge for my kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without doubt, I catch a charge for my kids. I, a few years ago, a, a good friend of mine told me the story about um, a, a family, well, the husband and wife were out of the country and they left the son at home and he did what teenage boys do. He had a big, he had a big party. Um, cops came because mm. of a, you know, they, you know, neighbor complained about the noise. Yeah. They get there. The kid's gone. The, the, the teenager whose home it is, is gone, but they find drugs you know alcohol and apparently the girls were turning tricks so he gets everybody involved <laughs> and yeah. um yeah he, playing. he was like look man y'all gonna break me off a little something off the top you know what i'm saying y'all can come through or whatever you know what so, I'm saying? but i need 10 percent. i need 10 percent. <laughs> so the, the i think the parents were from an, like one of the islands and they got him out Oh, that's and, good. and took and sent him to one of an island with no extradition, right? To you know, to avoid yeah. going to jail. Would I you do that? that? Hell yeah, I'd do that. If I had the means to do it, why wouldn't I do it? Okay. Why would I let my kids? If I always tell everybody, like everything that's going on in Georgia now with your young thug and his whole record label getting caught up on charges and all this stuff, mm-hmm. bro. Leave the country like this. Like, I don't understand what's the problem. If you do something wrong, if you do something wrong and you know you're about to get caught, leave the fucking country. Like, you've done, you've used up your times in the US. Like it's Russell a Simmons. Go, like Russell Simmons is my, you know, my goals in life if I ever commit a heinous crime. Like, leave. Well, we don't know that he life. did, but he was like, um, he, he's, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, post, he's the, the picture of fuck around and find out. Yep. He's like, nope. You know, I will and he'll not. fly in and he'll yep. fly right back. You yep. don't know he flew in until yep. somebody's posting pictures of him being here, but right. he's already back in Bali by the time. To, yeah, yeah, so if my kids like, do something crazy and I know, like, like, look, you about to get, you fuck, your future is fucked if you stay here, I'll get him out of the country. Like, I'll get him out. And I'll be like, yo, I don't even know where he at. And I'll be like, sir, we have a video of you put him on the plane. Shit. Yeah, I don't know where he went, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a wrap. It's done. I let him go. You let your kids catch a charge? You let your kids go to jail? Oh gosh, you know what? Jay and I were talking about this, not that particular yeah. in particular, but we're like with that whole the kids that were killed in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And um and and I was just saying how bad I felt, obviously for the kids and the family and the friends, but the the parents, if they weren't accessories after the fact, like as a parent, I would be sick that my child did that. And he was like, well, and he was like, well, would you like, 
what would you do for your child not to go to jail? And I, I mean, I'd have to think really hard about that. That's if my son, if I knew my son committed heinous murders, I may kill my son myself. Oh my gosh, Shane. I because I can't sleep with you in the house because I know you fucked up. Like if you like, because there was no good reason for it. Like I haven't heard what the reason was for him killing all those people. Right. So Jay thinks the father is an accessory after the fact. So I would, I would probably be the person to kill my son and oh my then gosh. like let the police know he's because it's kind of like when you have a dog that attacks somebody, right? Like you have a dog that attacks somebody, you're like, you know, kind of like the old yeller. Like you like, okay, I don't want nobody else to hurt you, but I know you cannot be trusted anymore. And if I send you somewhere else, you may just go kill other people somewhere else. And that would be a problem for me. So yeah. I would have to put you down myself so I know it's done quickly. You know, I don't want you going to jail and being fucking butt raped, you know, for the rest oh of your life. Gosh. But I don't want you also walking around here killing people. I, I I cross the line, like I draw the line at murder, like excuse me, I draw the line at like you know unjustified murder, right? Mm -hmm. Like if one of my sons, if something God forbid happens to one of my other kids, and one of my other kids beat the shit out of somebody for you know while trying to protect their sibling, oh yeah, and that person happens to die, then I'll just get mm -hmm. my kid out of the country and you yeah. gotta go, right? Mm -hmm. But that shit like in Idaho, where you just take a knife and start going Jason on the whole fucking house, like yeah, bro, what is wrong with you, like you? Like you can't sleep in my house because I'm yeah, scared no, of you. I'm not, yeah. So I got to put you down because I don't want you going to jail. I don't. I jail is the most American jail is worse than a lot of times the crime that's actually being committed or whatever. And so, yeah, I would put. I would put There's a down. show Accused, and every week it's a different. Sure it's, yeah. Is it good? Because I was wondering. I tried to watch the first episode. Oh yeah, I'm recording it. My mom was like, "You got to watch it." So the first episode was the kid, the teenager was showing signs of getting ready to act. Yeah. Of being a sociopath, killing animals, mm -hmm. um, or they thought killing animals, the notebook, you know, just the terroristic threats. Yeah. And, um, and, and so the, they arrest, so the, the kid, um, there's an accident and they accuse the father of mm. doing it. Wait, was the son? I don't know. No, no, the son died. The son died. I didn't. I couldn't finish it because I was like, did he kill his child? I was like, I can't watch this. So, but my mom mm -hmm. said it's really good. And every week, it's a different crime. It's from the it's from the view of the accused. Yeah, I would definitely so, kill my child. I would kill my I'll child. To, if I had oh my god! You wouldn't kill your child? No. You would let your child go to jail. So the choice was your child's gonna go to jail for the rest of his life. You don't know you people. People come out of jail and they do think. Look at Malcolm X. If no, but parents, your child's not coming out of jail. Like your child kills four people. He ain't coming out of jail. Oh, yeah. He in jail for well, the rest of his life. Like you'd rather subjugate your son to being oh in jail for the God. rest of his life okay, than you just killing okay. him and getting I it can't. done. Oh my gosh. I can't. This is terrible. Shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Damn, Shane, you are. I love you enough to kill you. Like, I don't understand. Damn. I'll cry. I'm gonna cry. Like kind of like when my dog had cancer and we had put my dog down. Like that shit broke my heart. I cried. I snotted and cried in the fucking vet's office after I put my dog down. But it had to be done. Cause like it it just had to be done. When you are a fucking sociopath with no feelings like this, like the show you that my wife likes to watch on Netflix. You know, I watched the first season of you, but I am I am here for um what's that dude's name? I don't His know. I don't watch it. His TikTok is hilarious. I just started following him last If night. I saw my son was going to be like that, or like, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you got to go. That's it. I mean, that's, but again, this kid on this, you know, people who are sociopaths, they don't just become that way. They're signs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, signs. They're, like, they're you ever always. watch Dexter on Showtime? I, I have watched Dexter. I yes. love Dexter. You know, and they're, you know, and Dexter, the dad. They took out for his father, right? No, like father? so the, the father was a cop, and so Dexter oh. was adopted, but Dexter's oh. mom was murdered in front of him by drug dealers. He she was cut up with a chainsaw, and he saw that as a three-year-old, and so that like kind of introduced him to like the dark side. And so was so, was Dexter a vigilante? Well, so that's what his dad did. So his dad realized his adopted dad realized, oh shit. Like, cause he saw him start to kill animals and such, and he was like, "Oh." So he he steered him. He like, steered you don't him. Kill he was like, people, "All right, kill bad people." Exactly. He was like, okay. "So you obviously are going to start killing people, and I understand right. why because of this traumatic event that right. happened to you. So if you're going to kill, here's how you kill, 
here's how to do it properly. Here's how not to get caught. And here's who to kill or whatever. Right. And so wow. that was a way to do it. But if you just randomly start seeing your kid killing people, then yeah, I got to put you down. I don't want, I don't want you killing people. No, yeah. you got to go. Got to go. Okay, next. Um, the power of work friends. So I thought about this. Mm. I was talking to um, a buddy of mine and I was saying, I was saying, I was voicing my disappointment in another colleague mm-hmm. or, and he was like, yo, he'll know. <laughs> they ain't your friend. <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, are you my friend? He's like, yeah, man, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm like, all right. So there is the power of work friends though. I mean, I think that you can, that some people you work, like you are my you are my dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are I people think, you are kindred. Exactly. Um, like things started off as work friends. Yeah. We've gone way beyond that now. Like, right. you are my I people. Mean, like, yeah. Like, you are yeah, my people. You got, people. Yeah, you, right. Exactly. So. But yeah, there are work friends where it's like, okay, we can. Yeah. I will look out for you when we're in the office. I don't care what you do on the weekends. I don't really care what goes on. But like nine to five, I got your back. Right. That's so funny because I've had people like that too where I. Like where you don't really know a lot about each other's lives, but you know that when you're together, you know. Yeah, at like, work, yeah, one hundred. Yeah. I got your back. We ain't gonna let these people fuck us over. Right. We're gonna look out for each other. Yeah. You know, but then there are people who you may think that, and then they show you a sign that they may not be. And mm-hmm. the first time somebody shows you at work that yep. they ain't fucking with you the way you fucking with them, then you're, you we're gotta, done. Yeah, you're you done at that point in time. We are keeping it strictly professional yeah. associates at this point in time. I had right? somebody. Um, message me. I think on I don't, it wasn't Instagram. It w- it was some platform mm-hmm. where I, I wasn't friends with them, but they somehow found me and messaged me like I miss you so much. I was like, bitch, please. Yeah. I didn't even respond. Yeah, yeah. You I don't was get like, no, thanks anyway. Go go so crazy someplace else. We're not doing I, that. I but millions of people suffer from loneliness. More than three hundred million people globally don't have a friend. Not one friend, and that's according to Gallup data. And more than 20% of people don't have friends or family they can count on whenever they need them. Isn't that sad? That's That's so sad. The average person spends 81,396 hours, the equivalent of nine years at work. And now we're more, more, I don't, how is this new? It says Americans are now more likely to make friends at work than any other way, including at school, in their neighborhood, their place of worship, or even through existing friends. So are we just lazy? And that's why we make work friends and not friends other places? Or we just don't have time? I think as a communal, people are communal, right? And so if you're spending more hours at work than any place else, then those are the people you're going to find, you know, alignment with in some way or whatever. Um, and then outside of that, I think our lives are just so, you know, centered around work. Like we mm-hmm. work nine, 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. We run to the grocery store. We may go to the gym and then we go home and then it's back to work again. Right. right. So, yeah. When you're working in an office, the people in the office are the people you literally spend the most time with most of the time. And so, um, you know, that, that shit that happens. I think it's not just what work, but I know for me, I never really, like, as an adult, made new friends, like, outside of hmm. you and maybe a couple other people. But then as my children got older in their activities, uh-huh. and we spent so many hours in these activities, yeah. like, traveling, you know, the country with these same parents for years and years and years. Now these mm-hmm. parents are actually becoming like friends, friends. Right. Like, especially like the dads on the basketball team, like those are mm-hmm. like, those are my guys. Like I, you know, like those are friends, friends mm-hmm. type of situations. I think it really just goes down to who you're spending your time with or whatever, right? And, you know, sometimes you gotta realize some people you spend your time with, you don't like them. And I think that's why we had so many divorces after the first year of the pandemic. Because motherfuckers in their house. Were there, a lot of, were there a lot of divorces after mm-hmm. the pandemic? Yeah. Wow. Divorces went up because people were like, I don't like this motherfucker. Like, I don't like, I don't like you. Mm, See, my husband and I, we didn't spend any more time together during the pandemic than we did before because he kept, because I think what kept us together was that he kept his routine. He is a creature of habit. He got up every morning. He went to the gym at the crack of dawn. You know what I mean? He still went to his office because he is a shared office space. So he had his own entrance. He did all that. 
got his espresso, whatever. Um, and then when the gym closed, he found a, he started working out outside mm-hmm. at five in the morning. He got all of his equipment and just took it outside and then found a black market gym like an hour away. That's what's up. <laughs> you get if you know about it, you know about it. If not, then you don't. Right. right. Like they had their own key. <laughs> I was like, hey. but I'm like, that's, and that, that's, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, you look at that because you're, because that's not what keeps me going, but I'm like, maybe I would, you know, be a happier person if I just found something I was that committed to. Yeah, that's how I am so. too. I got routine. My wife says that I'm a serial killer because like if we travel, I come home, I immediately unpack my suitcase mm-hmm. and wash my clothes. Like it's not, if I'm home, as soon as, as, soon as the car is empty, Work, mm-hmm. and my suitcases are emptied, clothes are in the washing machine, other clothes are hung up, everything's put away. My wife is looking at me like, you my husband's psycho. like that too. He doesn't like, wash what? clothes though. I mean, yeah, I wash clothes, but he like, he unpacks. Yeah. Ariel does the same thing. She am as soon as you get home, man. I go somewhere, my luggage might still be. Yo, it my wife be the same way. <laughs> Yo, she'd be like, oh and shit, we gotta go somewhere. And be like, oh, I need to empty it's, my luggage from our last trip so right, we can get ready for this trip. Yeah. Looking at me like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I think routine, man. Routine keeps you grounded. Yeah, like routine, and then that's where you can make friends. I think a lot of you know all that loneliness comes from, you know, maybe not having routines as well. Because if you have a routine, like I work out at home five days a week and I go actually to the gym two days a week. Okay. But in those two days a week that I go to the gym, it's those same two days a week I'm in the gym. And I've made friends there. There's a guy at the gym right now who's invited me to his wedding. Me and my other, like two other dudes I work out with, mm-hmm. we're invited to his wedding. And I don't even know his name. Like, I don't know this guy's name, but when we see each other in the gym, those two days, it is like, we are brothers. We are like laughing, chopping it up. It is, And he's like, yo, you got to be at the wedding. And so I think like when you develop routines, you get around other people, Mm -hmm. you start to build those relationships and you don't got to be as uh, lonely. You know, I think just routines help, you know, combat that. Well, my husband is not very talkative at home, but he is out in the streets and I remember the first time I went to his coffee shop and they were, he was like Norm when he walked in. We're like, Jason. I was like, and right. he golfs with the owner. I was like, you, like he talks to you guys? <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. I'm like, pretender. That's funny. Yeah, you gotta I, have well, a routine. You find friend. your people. Find yeah, your people. I like one of the uh, moms came up to me at, uh, after gymnastics practice. And she was like, uh, her daughter came up to her like after the practice early in the week. And she was like, when the drive home, uh, she told me that Noel was her people. And it's funny because, you know, of course, my kids are black and this little girl is white. They but, are? No, I'm just yeah, you know, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like every time we had a meet and <laughs> other parents would be like, so which one's your daughter? And I'd be like the black one right there. And the other moms, you no, know, they've known me for somebody years. Else's one day. Yeah, the other moms, they'll look at me because they know what's coming because they've seen, you know, they've been around me for years. So now they know exactly what I'm going to say when people ask me this random question in the streets or whatever. But, you know, I think like you just got to find your people, you she know. She Noel's her people. She said Noel's her people. And she was like, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean, Noel's her people? I'm like, yo, I can't explain it. You just know it when you find it. That's her girl. Yeah, that's her people. Like, like you know, <laughs> it's her Come people. On, no. I that is Come funny. On, like, Mom, yeah. Jason, it. people at the coffee shop are just Jason's people. Yeah. People. Yeah. You know, you should yep. throw him a surprise party at one of the coffee shops one day. Like, I think that'd be dope. <laughs> that yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, like well, one day he goes there and, and you're sitting there in this balloon awareness. Like, he's surprise. like, what? But you know, he switched. Uh, he switched coffee shops. Now this it's not it's not the cheers place anymore. It's just the dancing goats, which is down the street. And I wanted to ask him, do you think they like because whenever I go on there with he goes in there every day? now um to this new one and um but they're not like i, I want to say do they know your name like do they know you because i mean literally at the place yeah. they yeah they they knew him um but we're going to dinner for his birthday today and i was like mom we're going to dinner you want to go she's like i never go to, to dinner for jason's birthday i said neither do we <laughs> so we'll all go and tomorrow's our anniversary so i'm like we'll kill two birds with one stone so anyway i think it's important to um to have work friends. I know companies say that people are their greatest assets, but Get the Gallup quote, Gallup data shows that having a best friend at work is strongly linked to business outcomes, including improvement in profitability, safety, inventory control, and employee retention. Yeah. I mean, so. cause if I like you, I'm not going to want to leave the company. 
Whatever. Yeah, because like, your, your, your BFF friends, is working there. Yeah, yeah, your I, friends are there. Somebody can call you, make you an offer for another job that's paying like slightly more, but you're like, so yeah, I go to a new spot. Or mm-hmm. I can like stay with my people and actually enjoy. Yeah, I'm still with my people. Right. All day. Well, because they always say the people, people leave, they leave people, right? They don't leave companies. You leave mm-hmm. people. So if your manager, if you have a great manager, that makes all the difference. If you have a manager that's nuts or sucks, then yeah, you like, no matter how great the company is, it's it's a it's a, a steak on the garbage can lid, like Dabness yeah. was on the Cosby Show. Remember that episode? Yeah, I remember Dabness. <laughs> Um, all right, so so this chat GBT is all over Sign. the news everywhere. Um so I so we were Shane and I were talking about it a couple weeks when we first heard it. Well, he told me about it, and I was like, Oh, sure, I'll bet. And then um I'm in church last Sunday and my pastor starts off, he's talking about Galatians and he, you know, reads and then he's like, I have a confession to make we're like oh snap like what's going on then he says i got that from chat gbt i um put in some information you know told him gave him the parameters and it it said i said i wanted to be i wanted to be five minutes long and this is what it spit out so um i was like wow um it's like like what else could chat um gpt do right um so they're there are like five or six jobs that could be made obsolete. One is edu- education. So professors and teachers could be replaced by AI. Um, and it's been banned in New York City um, schools. So Pei Ching Shi, who's an associate dean in computing and information sciences at Rochester Institute of Technology, said it can easily be used in classes already. But, I mean, I don't see how it's not. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine being a child in college or high school right now with the knowledge of chat GTP out in the streets and writing a paper ever. What mm-hmm. the fuck is the point when I can have an AI do it perfectly unplagiarized? Like I'm buying my time back. I'm trying to live like, why would I spend four hours doing this so I can have a computer do it and I can go, you know, enjoy my best life. Like it doesn't make sense. That's funny because um Jackson he... I'm I'm no 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 listen listen no 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 Jackson re- he asked for 30 bucks this morning to renew his Grammarly subscription. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I put Jackson's business on the street. <laughs> He's like, hey, send me 30 bucks for Grammarly. I'm like, good for I you, need Jackson. that Grammarly. I need to run. And he was working on a paper because I got a text yesterday, like, hey, your papers do it was all the kids. Your tape, your papers on the 10th. So my mom husband was like, did Jackson turn in his paper? And uh, so I texted his teacher, which Jackson would have. Well, I emailed her. She, she's like, he's working on it now. I'm like, okay. That would make um, sense, you know. Um, I would think that you said journalism was one of the things. So yeah, so um, finance was the yeah. second one. Um, Wall Street has many jobs um, that will be eliminated in the coming years um, as bots like Chat GPT continue to better themselves. She says the impact on the trade on the trading side and and investment banking. So people, you know, there's people who are hired out of college. All they do is do Excel modeling, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, hey, I could do that. So software engineering. That's true. I mean, I remember in the 80s, my dad was like, you need to get into computer science. He made me take a computer class. I was like, I don't understand. It's like, that's the wave of the future. But now software engineering, it said website designers, engineers, um, they're responsible for comparatively simple coding. Those mm. jobs are at risk of being made obsolete. Um, yeah, that's that's journalism. So the technology is off to a rocky start. In, in the news gathering business, but AI is extremely good at, at copy editing, but reporters and copy editors are safe because they're, you know, AI lacks the ability to fact check right. efficiently. So once it gets that down, so AI is like us, right? Like you see something on TikTok, you're like, nope, that's true. I guess I AI is like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's scary, right? Because the more information you put in the chat GTP, the more information you put in, uh, because now chat GTP is reading Twitter. Right. No. It's going to learn how to fact check. It's going to learn how right. to decipher. And yeah, then journalism is a wrap on that. Because once it can write an objective, because then they'll be able to write an objective, mm-hmm. a truly objective, true paper. But then you wonder, is it really objective? Or is the AIs slowly 
turning our thoughts towards something else, the more we rely on them, right? The more we rely on AI, mm -hmm. the more AI has control over our lives. And then the smart it's like AI anything gets. anything else. It's mm -hmm. like social media. It's like anything yeah. else. How much control are we going to give to AI? Are we not going to learn from books like Terminator? We're oh, not no, gonna we're going to give all from, the control. Yeah, we're, we're going to give all the control. Here's yeah. what the rabbit kind of dwindling around with, right? So there is a company that is in the process of recreating the Willie Mammoth in our in art in Antarctica. And so the Willie Mammoth, Mammoth had his go. Okay. Right, right. So what if, what if, what if here, listen to me, right? Okay. So what if as a society we get more and more advanced in technology mm -hmm. and then we start to recreate the dinosaurs and Jurassic the animals Park? of the past? We have Jurassic Park. Yeah. But and then these animals cause a catastrophe, things go bad, things explode, everything resonates back to dust and nothing, and then everything starts over again, same process over again. What mm -hmm. if we're just living a cycle that, you know, everything that we're finding about all these ancient areas and all, like, these are just an, other societies that were highly advanced, did some wild shit that caused society to collapse, and then here we go again. And then the aliens just sitting upstairs watching, you know, sitting back in their spaceships watching us do this like a tv show on season 2000 like oh yeah. season 2000 of earth what's gonna happen this time <laughs> well i mean whatever we are not i mean there are things that like you you because you reap you believe the hype that oh like not granted i don't want to live in any other country but like we are infallible like we're not the smartest we're not the strongest we're not the anything but you know you Feel like that whole balloon thing that is that not proof that we are just so goofy? Like, Bro. really, a missile had to shoot down a balloon. That's I mean, insane. was it? I wonder if it was just truly like a balloon or was it more dense than a regular balloon? Or whatever? I mean, it was it was big, it's yeah, it'd be big because my brother was sitting right here, like chilling, yeah, like hello. They should put a, they should put a smiley face on it. That's see, that was their mistake. They should have put a smiley face on it. I respect China, yo. China be like, yo, like, we gonna we gonna do what we gonna do. China's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna send balloons. I'm gonna send TikTok. I'm gonna infiltrate you everywhere I can. I'm gonna find out all the goods I can find out to make myself more powerful than you. And China you know. was like, it wasn't your balloon to shoot down. Like, exactly. China's like, all right, cool. You want that smoke? Like, we got you. Get it. I'm like, come you, get it then. You should have sent the you should have sent the balloon over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you mad at our balloon? Why don't you just send one over here? You just mad that you didn't think about it first. Then everybody's mad. Alaska's mad because how come they didn't shoot it down? Like, then they had to yeah, because apparently, well, like, it was over Alaska for a while. Like, mm -hmm. the government didn't care until the well, people found no, out. they said that they didn't shoot down over Alaska because the waters are cold, it's icy, and blah, blah blah blah. And they wanted to be able to retrieve it, and they didn't want to shoot it down over land because they didn't want anybody to get hurt. I'm like, by a balloon, yeah, you know, that's like you giving China a lot of time to gather a lot of data by yeah. just letting this motherfucker just, but again, around. why did they have TikTok? They, you know what I mean, why do they need a I, I don't know, you know, that. You know, why not? Like, why be satisfied with one level of penetration when you can penetrate another way? <laughs> okay. Oh. Graphic designers. Um, in 2021, GPT developer OpenAI launched DALL-E, D-A-L-L hyphen E, which can generate tailored images from user-generated prompts on command, along with doppelgangers such as Crayon, Stable Diffusion, and Midjourney. The tool poses a threat to many graphic and um, design industries, according. I wonder if to that's what was used to. Have you seen like where the AIs generated pictures of people's like uh, uh, like signs or whatever? Like, so there's like AI generated like here's what like a Taurus would look like if it was like a uh, like a demon or here's no. what. Oh my god, these things are beautiful though. Like these are oh. like. Or they or they do it for the countries too. There, here's like an AI design of what the U.S. looks like as a like a villain, and like it does it for like all the different countries oh, and shit. Like, shit's dope. Yeah. Well, that's cool because that sounds like it's something that's new. Mm -hmm. Um, the issue here is that due to copyright issues, there's like there's I think Getty is suing one of these. I don't know if it was Mid Journey or Stable Fusion or Crayon, but because over copyright because they're this image is generated by AI, but it already exists and they own uh, the rights to it. 
Okay. So graphic designers don't have to quit their day jobs yet. So, so AI just got to get a little smarter about verification, yeah. like you said earlier. Yeah. Once they figure out how to verify shit, it's a wrap. Well, and um, so I don't know when you talk about the art, that just reminded me of um, Sugar Shack. Remember how you told me because you saw on, um, that Eddie Murphy said he owns the original and mm-hmm. that the that the it's not a it's not a print. It's like he do did two. Yeah. He did two. So the, the the second one that he did the other one, yeah. went for sixteen million dollars in auction. And Eddie got the Eddie has the original because he because he did it because the dude worked at the art for for um for Marvin Gaye's album. Oh. No, for Marvin Gaye's album. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that where uh, it started from? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he did it for the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Nope. He did it. Which album was it? Um, I can't remember. It's in it's it's like in my head. Um, I I want you. I think it was I want you, um, or or that or I want you was on that album. I can't remember. But guess how much? Guess how much the the family sold it for? Fifty thousand dollars originally, yeah. right? Yeah, it was fifty thousand originally. Not yeah, Eddie bought it from them. Fifty. Was that a? Mom, because at the time, how how was like? I guess at the time, you're just an artist. And again, you know, this is what. No, 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 70s? no. They no, no. What I'm saying, no. Eddie bought it from the estate for fifty thousand. He bought it from the family after Marvin Gaye was had passed. That's how Marvin Eddie Gaye died. was killed in the seventies, right? No, he wasn't. Eighty four. He died in eighty four. Eighty four, right? So, but at the time, Eddie Murphy was famous. No, no, but at the time, the art itself was was famous. But it, it wasn't, wasn't famous. this famous. No, no, no. But I'm saying Eddie. So Eddie had the wherewithal. But see, here's my question: Did he have the wherewithal, or was he, or was that a picture that was significant to his, you know, his life? Right? He well, saw this picture. He watched, on he, we didn't know about it. To probably same, we found out about that picture the same way Eddie probably. Well, well, well. The the the, the duplicate that was well the front. You look at the album cover. So Marvin Gaye's album cover, mm-hmm. and then you look at Good Times. So the guy did some different things for the album cover than mm-hmm. he than you saw on on Good Times. So they're right. they're they look alike, but they're there's some slightly different, different. Some nuances, right? So Eddie Murphy can't grew up looking at that the same way we did. That's he, what I'm saying. Like so for Eddie, dies, he was just buying like, something that oh, was significant to his childhood, like, right? Exactly. Right. And so the that's what I'm saying. Like the family, the estate, Marvin Gaye family was like, oh, it's just a picture from the album cover. And Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. wanted to give us 50 G's for it. So cool, I, whatever. They were probably like sucker. And now they're like, oh shit. Because you know, we, Marvin Gaye people, they be all over everything. Like they will sue the fuck out of anybody. Well, no, mm-hmm. that song, when I first heard that song, I was like, that is the music from Got to Give It Up. Yeah. Because I'm a 70s baby. I was yeah. like all day, every day. Right. And that's um, what I'm saying. Like, if they if they understood the value of it, they wouldn't have sold it because they're right, very they particular about right, his estate. They're they very particular about his estate. But that's the it, beauty of art, though. That's why yeah. art's so dope because you don't know this little mm-hmm. art piece right now, you know, can blow up and be like, like, you know, yeah. amazing, you know. But that's just like when I heard Cuff It, I was like, that oh, sounds yeah. like Miracle of Life. Yeah. Miracle of Love by um not Luther, but Luther was in that. What was the band Luther was in? He was a backup singer mm-hmm. first. And then he was in that group. I can't yeah, remember. Uh, who he back up? Was it wasn't Diane? No. Who he back up a lot of people. He used to wear a three-piece suit. He was chubby and wore a three piece. He suit. backed up somebody and she fired him at the group because she thought he was too talented. Oh. And like he she was like, You wasting your time backing me up and you gotta go. Who was it? I don't know. Um, and what's so funny is I just watched 20 feet from stardom again last night and saw it, but I can't remember who he was backing up at that point. But there were quite a few. Um Oh, was it? So yeah, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan was, okay. was who fired him. So, That's but he he was a background singer for Roberta Flack, Shaka Khan, okay. B King, Bette Midler, Diana Ross, Carly Simon, Barbara Streisand, Bowie, Cat Stevens. Jerry That's Blair. what it is. It was it was Bowie. Um, Bowie. Okay. It was what song was it? Was it under? I don't remember what song it was. It wasn't under pressure because I was him and oh, it was um. Dog blasted. I can't remember, but anyway, sorry, Beanie's barking because the groceries are here. I, anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> so 
the last thing we'll, I guess we can end with is Florida man <laughs> or Florida man segment. <laughs> Here we go. Florida man who broke into gas station identified after he left his debit card behind. Bro. <laughs> not that hard you know like some people shouldn't be thieves some people should not be thieves they shouldn't be criminals because you're just not smart enough like you just it just doesn't cut it maybe he left it there because he wanted them to run it for whatever he used he was like hey I'll leave my car maybe you know run it and i'll come back pick my card up later or whatever you know what i'm saying but, it's like the people who break into fast food places and cook food and then leave it was like they, they just hungry they just wanted something to eat and then they yeah um okay so the business alarm went off early Sunday morning. They found the the um, and found the front door of the business unlocked. Inside the empty gas station, they found a debit card with the name Lance Kurtz on the counter near the refrigerator. What was he going to pay? He the wanted to pay. He gas station owner reviewed the survey surveillance video, which showed a man entering the store from the back, taking multiple items and unlocking the front door and leaving. Well, why wouldn't he go out through the back? Mm. You know, Law enforcement yeah. said they recognized Kurtz from a previous vehicle fire near the gas station that happened earlier in the night. Why do Florida man does what they do? Yeah, Florida man. I mean, you are welcome because all you have to do is type Florida. I I, I would say I, I used to type Florida man. Now sometimes I, I sometimes I just roll the dice and just type Florida and see what what craziness I come up with. So. Anyway, so that's that. Um, what do you have planned for the weekend? Are you guys um, going to get? I know. I think you said you're not going to get the weather that we're getting. No, we're not getting so. In fact, our weather is like in the seventies all weekend long. It is. Yeah, we. Yeah, are ours has been there, but um, it's yeah, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Uh, not yeah, ice, but, but snow. I think so. we have a Ninja Warrior tournament this weekend. Oh, we do a, you? Yeah. Um. So we'll do the Ninja Warrior thing this weekend. All right, so what do we what do we got coming up? Wait, what do yeah, what do we have coming up? Sorry. What do we have coming up? So many ideas floating around. Some more guests. Have some more guests come on the show. Um, we really enjoyed having Tamika Talks up um here a couple weeks ago. That video is now up on YouTube, Euler. You can go peep that or whatever. So um we'll have some more guests, some different perspectives on things that's going on. Um, really trying to look back and like, has diversity actually changed in the corporate workplace? Over the last couple of years, after all this talk, mm-hmm. after all this hype, what has actually changed? Has anything yeah. actually changed? What has anything you actually know? changed? Is it worth it to go back into uh, corporate America or should you go and branch out on your own? Go be an entrepreneur. You know, well, right? I will tell you this, that I was working on a role before the roles got posted and put this whole tracker together and the manager never looked at it, never looked at one person yeah but he cares oh of course he cares he cares about getting his he sends his best son into the no he it's not i don't think it's about nepotism i just think that he thought he knew what he thought was important and he's so busy that it became less important Mm -hmm. but we're gonna hold him accountable but we gotta hold him still yeah i think next week we should talk about on the, as a side note, we didn't talk about it this week, and I didn't want to get into it yet. Is but it, we need to talk is about it heavier first. than. Uh... <laughs> it could be because we should we should actually talk about it when we're talking about our swinging shit. But we should talk about how the first lady and the first vice president husband kissing on the lips at the State of the Union address. Oh, I didn't watch the State of the Union. Oh yeah, Jill Biden and Kamala's husband they greeted each other by kissing on the mouth. They did? Yeah. Like kissing, like, and they, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't like they were going for the cheeks. No, they were aiming for the mouth. They what? aimed each other in the middle of the fucking Are they Congress. trying to say that they're that, are they that, are they that close? That's what I'm saying. We'll talk about it next time because I don't even, I looked at my wife and I was like, is there a friend that I could kiss on the mouth that you'd be completely okay with? And I don't Well, you know what? I grew up as a mouth kisser. Right. But it's with different friends when and family. Oh, okay. I did, and and I remember I was I remember I was like fifteen, and we had a, fr- a, fr- a friend of the family, and I went to kiss him, and he was like, Mm-mm. "No, yeah, no." He like 
kiss me on the cheek. Yeah, Jason, more like Jason wouldn't let you kiss me on the mouth when we see each other. No, I mean, yeah. I think he would think that's weird. Yeah, but he's he not. But he's, yeah. But I probably kiss him. I probably kiss, we kiss cheeks and foreheads and. Um, I kiss my wife on the forehead just to make her mad. She hates that shit. Oh, she does. Yeah, because she was like, "What am I, your daughter? That's am endearing, I your mother? I guess." Mm-hmm. Um, that is interesting. I know. Look up the pictures; you'll see it. And it wasn't like it wasn't a quick either. It was a. It was like they lingered just like a half a second too long. Really? It was like, Mwah. you know, it was like, oh, and then move on. And like, but it was like, oh, okay. Like, and nobody did anybody look like the the joke was like. Not everyone was just because this was just when they introduced her. So they introduced her. Oh. She's like walking through the crowd, going to her seat. And did you know, she kiss Kamala on the lips? Joe? Well, Joe wasn't there yet because they were sitting, you know, they sit up and think. Oh, Joe yeah, yeah, yeah. Speech. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I know. Well, here I thought how exciting it was that we've seen Kamala in the last few weeks, but now her husband is. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I couldn't even point him out of a lineup. I don't I even know what he... He looks like every other white guy. That's not... No, because he doesn't look like Brad Pitt. Oh, yes. Apparently he's not Mr. Pitt. No, or Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. He looks like every other middle-aged corporate white guy. He looks like every middle-aged corporate <laughs> All right, where can we where can we be found? Man, we can be found on the Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. We can find us on uh, YouTube. Uh IG, Facebook, I think. Do we have Facebook? Um, yes, Facebook. We do have Facebook. Uh, and I haven't really been messing with Twitter that much because I'm just, you know, just because of Mr. Musk. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I post He needs to hurry up and sell this. You know, I think he's gathered all the information he needs for his yeah. brain chip company. And so now he can move on. Or, Is that what he's coming up with? Yeah, that's what uh, that's what the the cause behind the stir was right because he has this brain chip company that will allow you to access all your social mm-hmm. media stuff yeah he says that he's going to implant it in his child first or whatever but it's he basically like, you know it's a chip that you can implant in your brain it can allow you to access all your social media it can also like uh apparently it'll be it should be able to record events that occur like through your eyes some shit it's wild and so many believe, many in the conspiracy circle believe that he bought Twitter just to have access to the data and the people to put input. But into the data the is garbage. But that's exactly what you need, though, because the data needs to be that way so the AI can learn people and how people think oh. and how people. So it learns everyone. It learns people in general, and okay. so that's why he was so uh, invested in acquiring Twitter. Because he needed it for his bigger play. There's always a bigger play. It's never what you see. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. It's never, it's never what you yeah, see. Yeah, it's never just about Twitter. It was Dang about it. something bigger. I uh, see. I thought it was just to cover up the fact that he's oh, so many, so much money. Like none of his companies are really technically profitable. So uh, he's paper. Yeah. He's paper rich. Mm-hmm. But you know. That's why you need in the U.S., right? Because then technically the U.S. Is we're paper rich. Paper rich too. We're, exactly. we're pa- yeah, we're just paper. We're nigger rich. We nigger rich. Yeah, the U.S. is paper <laughs> rich and overextended to right. its creditors. That is overextended. It. Okay, <laughs> you know how like when you when people owe you money, you see them with a shirt, you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you owe me like, money. damn, y'all got a new fighter jet. Y'all got right. a new fighter. China right. over there, I like, y'all got a new fighter jet. That's I why they sent the balloon. China's like, yeah, buy a new fighter jet. Yeah. I was like, you owe some money. You got new fighter jets. You sending billions over to Ukraine. Right. You laid on the payments like, to us. Oh, I'll you got fly a balloon to... if I want to. I you own that You got shit. money to send to Ukraine? What about, yo, you owe you 30 days behind. You 30 days behind, bro. China, like, run us on money. Like, you right. owe us. Like, you 90 right. days past due. We about to start foreclosing. They're like, Rihanna, shit. bitch, better have my money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's funny. All right. All right, love. All right, talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. All All right, right, bye. bye.